Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Uh, I hope inshallah you have got my picture and my voice. Uh, if I receive confirmation, I can start inshallah. Brother Hussein can confirm please that you've got my voice and my picture. Okay. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. La hula wa la quwwata illa billah al-Aliyyil Azim. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa alayhi tayyibin al-tahiri. Alhamdulillah we are able to have our webinar again. Uh, I should first apologize for what happened last week. Uh, there was a problem with uh, internet. Uh, we had internet but unfortunately the laptop that I'm using was not getting connected. And uh, tonight also I checked everything and I left a message even before uh, but uh, there was a problem with the camera but now it is fixed so inshallah we are set for having our webinar today and please forgive for any inconvenience caused uh, now I am speaking from London and here is 2.13 a.m. Uh, so we are in inshallah blessed time of the night and we want to reflect on the saying of Amirul Mu'min which according to the edition that we have been using is number 107 and this is about heart human heart and when we say heart of course we don't mean this physical part of our body which is in our chest uh, we mean the real spiritual heart but there is a close connection between the real heart and this physical part that we call heart because our conditions of the real heart our feelings like fear, hope, joy, sadness very quickly affects our heart in the body so there is a close connection here and in many languages you know that we know maybe all languages but I don't know all the languages but many languages they have the same thing that the word that they use for the physical heart which pumps blood into body they use it also for the spiritual heart Imam Ali Salam says, "Lakad ulqa binyat hazal insan bawatun 
There is something connected with man's trunk, with muscle, which is the most surprising thing, the most surprising part of human being. Bavar means part. As you know, Rasulullah said about Lady Fatima, Fatima to Bavar to me. Fatima is part of me. So Bavar is part. So there is part of a human being which is A'ajab. It's the most astonishing, the most surprising part of human beings. Uh, I don't want to go into details about heart, but very briefly, uh, I should say that the most important aspect of our reality, of our character, is our heart. By looking at the mind of people, you cannot understand whether they are believers or not, whether they are good or bad. It is only by looking at the heart of people. Heart is the place for Iman, for Kof, for many good or bad qualities. So now Iman wants to talk more about heart to draw our attention towards this significant creation of Allah, which constitutes our reality. So he says, That part which is most surprising is heart. Now he is going to explain why it is the most surprising part of us. The reason is that truly for the heart there are elements of wisdom and their opposites. So you have good qualities and bad qualities. The human heart can become a place for virtues or vices. Now, see what challenges are there. And this shows that we have to be extra careful about our heart. Because heart is very much changing. You cannot leave it alone. You have to be always looking after your heart. You have to safeguard it to protect it. Otherwise it becomes ill. Now let us see some of the points here. فَإِنْ سَنَحَ لَهُ one of the problems that can happen is that if hope comes to the heart, if we are faced with a situation that we have hope, you know, it's very important for human beings to have hope. If we are despaired, then we cannot make any success. But the problem is that when we become hopeful, 
then there is a great chance that then greediness may humiliate us humiliate our heart you know when you become hopeful you have to be careful not to become greedy if there is a hope that for example in my business in my work in my education I'm going to be successful then I shouldn't become too ambitious I shouldn't lose being realistic this quality of being realistic I should lose it otherwise this excessive hope which leads to greediness and becoming too ambitious may defeat me and may humiliate me so for in so you have to be careful this doesn't mean that you shouldn't be hopeful no it means that you have to be careful that you don't go into the extreme okay if greediness comes what happens then this greed can destroy him many people many societies many empires many kingdoms they were destroyed not necessarily because they were weak no indeed many of them were destroyed when they felt very strong and then they wanted to have even more they became too greedy too thirsty for power for expansion look at the problem of Pharaoh Pharaoh had so much power and control that he was ruling over Egypt he was claiming to be God indeed he was claiming to be the highest God and asking people to worship him killing people he had treasures he had big army civilization but because he became very proud of himself, became too greedy, then he started going to decline. If he remained humble, modest, then he could have continued without problem. Look at Hitler. Look at Saddam Hussein what caused their defeat was their greediness they had power they had resources they had human resources natural resources support of big army but they thought then they can do everything that they want they wanted to control more and more of lands of this world and population. So 
then they started causing problems for themselves and others, and finally they were defeated. So, Imam says that Ahlakahul Hirs, this greediness destroys the person. But on the other hand, If you have no hope and you have despair, that is also destructive. You cannot say, okay, I want to be very humble, very content, very modest. I don't want to have any ambition, any hope. This is not also good. You have to find a balance. Not too hopeful, too much hopeful, not too much despair. Not to only think about the problems and limits and weaknesses, and not to only think about a strength. You have to have both. If despair takes control of the heart, then the grief will kill. He becomes depressed, he becomes very sad, she becomes very sad. Then, even if physically he is not or she is not killed, spiritually he or she is killed, is damaged. When you have no hope and you are so much despaired and disappointed with yourself and everyone and everything, even sometimes people lose their hope and trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then this is Another thing that happens to the heart, other than hope and fear and despair, is anger. Sometimes our heart becomes full of anger. That is very dangerous. Sometimes when the heart is exposed to anger, then this anger becomes very intense, very strong. You know, it's like a, a slippery road. Qadab is something that when you go into that route, then it's very difficult to come out. Imagine <clears throat> if there is a slippery road and it is also frozen and also oil is on the ice and also your tires are not good, then how difficult it is to go back. Anger is like this. We should avoid becoming angry. And if we are angry, we should not do anything. We should not say anything. May Allah help us. When we get angry, it's as if we become another person. When we become angry, we don't understand what we say, what we need to do. If we are fair, I'm sure we will regret later. Unfortunately, sometimes we are not fair and we justify what we said or what we did when we were angry. We don't admit that it was mistaken. 
But those who are fair, they realize that that was mistaken. What I did when I was angry, what I said when I was angry, was not correct. Even if there was some truth in it, the way I said it, the way I did it, was wrong. If someone has not been respectful to me and then I get angry and then I do something against that person, then there is a great chance that I lose the measure, the balance. I overreact. I have hardly seen people that when they are very angry, they still have full control over what they say and what they do. You can avoid becoming angry. Maybe this is difficult, but it's still more easier than becoming angry and keeping the control. It's very, very difficult. وَإِنْ أَسْعَدَهُ الرِّضَى نَسِيَ If instead of kaba, instead of anger, there is pleasure, and still there is a problem. When he gets angry, there is a problem. When he is pleased also, there is a problem. When we are pleased with someone or something, then we forget, we tend to forget to be careful, to be cautious. This safeguarding ourselves by precaution is very clearly uh, subject to forgetfulness. When you love someone, and you love something, when you have an idea that you very much like, you should not stop thinking objectively about it. You should not become too much attached and obsessed with it. So neither anger nor pleasure should force us to do things or say things which are not balanced. Then, وَإِنْ غَالَهُ الْخَوْفِ شَغَلَهُ الْحَوَى If fear, خوف means fear, if fear comes to him and takes control becomes predominant then then this fear this worry this concern this anxiety will preoccupy him and make him too busy to find any solution to find any answer right answer for the problem It is true that sometimes you should have fear because if you don't have fear at all then it may be very relaxed and don't work hard. But again this must not become excessive. If someone is full of fear then he cannot do anything. 
He always wants to be careful and cautious, not to say anything, not to do anything, not to go anywhere, not to buy anything, not to start any business, not to get married, because full of fear. This is not good. Another problem is that when it tasa'alahu al-amr, istalabatuhu al-ghirrah. When it's time of ease and prosperity, everything is okay. Everything is as he wish, as he wishes. Then, ghirrah, pride comes and takes him away, robs him, steals him, takes control of him. Quran says, إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لِيَطْفَى Man has this tendency that when he feels that he is rich, he has no need, no problem, then he can go out of the borders out of the limits becomes inordinate. Le yatra goes out of control, out of limits. Imam Ali says well, in when all the things are going well for him. Everything is easy, everything is comfortable. Everything is bringing joy, is successful, there's prosperity, is well off, then he becomes proud, he becomes deceived. Very much linked to that. What in Afadamala Atwaul Sari Atwaul Irina. The same ayah that I said explained this as well. When he acquires wealth, then this rich make him proud and arrogant. Like Qarun. When Allah gave him so much that even carrying the keys of his treasures and making a group of strong people tired. He became proud instead of becoming humble, instead of becoming grateful to Allah. But interestingly, the same person who is very much arrogant and proud of himself, too much pleased with himself, when little problems happen, the world becomes upside down for him. If you are that much proud of yourself and trust yourself and you feel you are 100% successful and efficient and capable so why a little problem makes your life miserable? You should be able to control it. Isn't it because deep in your heart you know that even the small things can put you into difficulties? Because you know that you have no control over your success. You are just pretending that you were the reason for success. You know how vulnerable you are, how weak you are. So in asabat musibatun fadhahul jaza, when a calamity 
he falls, then he so much cries and screams and laments that loses his honor, loses his reputation. He would disgrace himself. People say, oh, look at this person. Such an issue is making him impatient. And if for some reason, instead of becoming rich, now he is poor, there are people for them it has been possible to be rich. There are some people for them it has become poverty that they feel and experience. So when man has rich, then those problems can happen that we have to be careful. But if there is poverty, again there is problem. When he's overtaken by poverty, then this calamity, this problem preoccupies him. And he will not be able to forget it, to work despite it, having this problem. وَإِنْ جَهَدَهُ الْجُوعَ بِعَذَابِهِ الْضَعْفِ When he has nothing to eat, he is very hungry, or he decides to fast, so he wants to be hungry. The problem is that he becomes weak. He cannot have that much energy that he wants. But the solution is not to eat too much. Because if you eat too much, also we have another problem. So if you have nothing to eat or don't eat, and you become hungry, that's the problem. But in Afrata, But if he is too full, he has had lots of food, excessive food, then again, this is a problem that this eating too much will make him not able to function properly as if they want to explode. Imam Ali in Khutbat Shakshakir says, Allah has made a covenant, has asked ulama to give this promise that they should not be indifferent when they see that there are people who are unjust and they have eaten too much, they are exploding. And there are people who have not had anything to eat. So, if this person is hungry, he becomes weak. If he has eaten, then he becomes full of food, his stomach is full, then his attention, attention of body and soul, 
goes to digestion of food. With a full stomach, you cannot worship, you cannot, uh, you cannot study. فَكُلُّ تَقْصِيرٍ بِهِ مُضِرَّ وَكُلُّ إِفْرَاطٍ لَهُ مُفْسَدٍ Very beautiful. This is a summary of very important rule in ethics. Both sides of this spectrum are destructive. Going to both extremes is destructive. If it is taqsir, means if you have too little, too little of hope, too little of food, too little of money, too little of, I don't know, success, this is mother, this is harmful. But But if it's excessive, again there's a problem. We have to find the balance. This is why Imam al-Islam says, Jahil, the unwise person, is either Mufrid or Mufarrid. Either he goes to this side of the extreme or to the other extreme. Either a little bit or too much. To find a balance for a wise person is easy. Or at least he can try. But an unwise person always loses balance. So this short but very wise saying of Imam Ali is an invitation for us to study the conditions of our heart. You must monitor what is happening in your heart. Whether it is fear or hope, happiness or sadness, I don't know, it is a time of joy or grief, Time of reach or poverty, when there is calamity, when there is no calamity, when you are respected by people who have position and you don't have. So you have to be careful and watch what is happening in your heart and what decisions are following that. Check everything. Don't let emotions and excitements decide for you. You need to have emotions, you need to have feelings. We are not robots, but we must not lose our control over these emotions. Okay, Alhamdulillah, we managed to finish this. And I am thinking maybe uh, from next session we will start some reflection on the Quran again. Alhamdulillah, we have had lots of interest in the Quran. And now, after having these beautiful things that Imam Ali maybe we can go back again to the Quran. Inshallah, during the week we will confirm. And what I like you to do is that the verses that Inshallah we will be reflecting on, if you could study in advance and prepare yourself, then it will be very helpful because we want to Inshallah have some reflections together. Question one. Salam alaikum, Shaykh alaikum salam. Imam described the pitfalls of the situation of a man in all conditions. How do you describe an ideal man? Yes. An ideal man, or at least a man who is moving 
a human being who is moving towards perfection is the one who has emotions but is in control of his emotions. He is not carried away by his emotions. He doesn't let his emotions to take control, to become too much powerful, to become too much excessive. In Islam, moderation is very important. Balance is very important. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Everything that Allah has created, He has created with measure. Allah has set up a scale, balance. So, we should be rational, and at the same time we should have emotions, but our emotions must be at the service and under the control of our reason. These are very important. So always we should monitor ourselves, always we should have a booking or accounting of ourselves, assessment of ourselves, and correct of, uh, ourselves. If I don't find any problem in myself, then it shows that, unfortunately, I have not been able to have objective evaluation of myself. Okay, this is one question. Yes. Assalamu alaikum alaikum salam. How do you draw the line of balance? Ideas of knowing when you are balanced. Yes. Sometimes it's easy to understand. Sometimes it's not easy. If your emotions are so much powerful that you cannot think rationally, you cannot accept advices of wise people and you say, no, it's the only thing that I understand, the only thing that I am happy with. If it's not like this, if it is not too much strong, then there is a chance that there is a balance. But to be 100% sure, you have to check it against the Quran, you have to check it against Hadith, you have to check it against Aql, reason. You have to consult with rational people, experienced people. You have to think about it before rushing into acting upon it. So if all these checkings are done and you don't find any uh, extremism, any excess there, then inshallah, not 100%, but inshallah there is a great chance that it is a balanced position. Okay, it seems that this was our last question. So we stop here and we pray that inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows us our problems guides us towards our problems and also guides us towards the solution for our problems. For us to be free from problems is not expected, it's not possible. We have always problems, but not to bother about our problems, that is not acceptable. Not to try to improve day by day, that's not acceptable.
not to accept our problems that's not acceptable so we have to be brave clever to find out our problems and try to fix them inshallah Allah guides us through help us in dua, one of the beautiful things is we say in one of the duas is Allahumma a'inni ala nafsi bima tu'inu bihis salihin ala al-husin Oh Allah, help me against my own nafs, against my own soul in the way that you help righteous people against their own soul. We need to have this ability to judge objectively about ourselves. To be like an independent observer with respect to ourselves. It's very difficult, but we should achieve that, inshallah. May Allah help us. May Allah protect you and your family and the community. May Allah forgive all the marahum. All who advise upon us. May Allah give peace and security to all humanity. And may Allah, inshallah, make our imam someone happy and please with us and hasten to make their appearance.